What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of Pick 6 Nation. This is going to be episode number 59, and my guest for this episode is Jake Kaufman. Jake, thank you for coming on. Hey, Mike, as I always say whenever I'm on, thanks again for inviting me. Always glad to help you out, and let's talk some football. No problem. Uh, thank you. It's always great to talk football with you. Um, and um, thank you for helping me out. I really appreciate it. Hey, no problem. Yeah. All right, let's get into what we're going to be talking about um let's go with uh deshaun jackson signed by the raiders cam newton signed by the panthers odell beckham jr signed by the rams the dalvin cook the third situation the aaron Rodgers situation frank gore senior to fight darren williams the nfl injury situation week nine takeaways ravens dolphins takeaways and predictions for week 10 matchups all right let's let's start off with deshaun jackson uh uh, being signed by the Raiders. Uh, Jake, what do you, uh, what do you think? Well, Deshaun, we've seen in his prime, he was one of those deep ball threats, which sadly you have lost from the Henry Ruggs incident, which is terrible, terrible to hear yeah, about yeah, what happened yeah. to him. Yeah, Great yeah. young player, 22 years old, sadly has probably thrown his NFL career away. Yeah. Right now he needs, he needs the help. And I believe he will be getting the help that he needs. Sadly, he now has to face the consequences of those actions. But, hmm. but moving away from that, the Raiders did make a great decision to sign Deshaun Jackson. Yes, he's getting up there in age, but he still has those legs. He yeah, will yeah, be yeah. providing you to them what they lost in Henry Ruggs. Like Ruggs probably would have been around for a long time. He probably would have been this generation's Deshaun Jackson. Nice little speedster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can line him up outside. You can line him up in the slot. Have the deep ball threat. That's what you've lost at Henry Ruggs, but Deshaun Jackson is a great replacement for him in that wide receiver core. I think Jackson will be will help them out tremendously with the loss of Henry Ruggs. Yeah, um, I agree with you there. Deshaun Jackson um, helps out the Raiders immensely. Um, yeah, he really does. Uh, he provides that uh, just. Um, he provides a lot of great, um, great things for the Raiders. Um, he really helps them out a lot uh, with his catching ability. Um, yeah, the guy's a great player. Yeah, and I think he'll do very well for the Raiders. Yeah, I think so too. I think this is his last stop before retirement. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> All right. Um, and um, hopefully Deshaun Jackson uh does well with the raiders yes sir all right do you have anything else on uh, deshaun jackson nope i'm just excited to see him today later today in a raiders uniform for the first time should be interesting yeah it should be very interesting all right now let's go into uh cam newton being signed uh cam newton signed by the panthers uh and uh, what do you think of this? Oh, I think this is a win-win for both parties. Cam Newton gets to return to the franchise that drafted him number one overall after winning a national championship at Auburn. Sam Darnold is out right now. And sadly, Sam Darnold's starting to look like the old Sam Darnold that we saw in New York. He started off great, but now I think ever since that shoulder injury, it's been affecting his throwing abilities. And right now behind him is a former XFL quarterback, P.J. Walker, who played with Matt Rule when he was at Temple, but he's not the answer for right now. 
he can we okay, struggled okay. in his few NFL starts. You, there's a former MVP who led you to a Super Bowl with a 15 and one record available in free agency, Cam Newton. They made a great decision to go out and bring him back home to Carolina. I say by next week, Cam Newton will be starting again for the Carolina Panthers. And I think he retains the starting job for the rest of the year. I think it's a win-win for both of them. McCaffrey had great times with him under center. Same with DJ Moore. I think this helps all the whole offense in Carolina. You got a pretty good defense there. I think with the addition of Cam Newton takes that offense to another level. And I think they have an opportunity to try and shock the AF, the NFC South and try and get a wild card spot. They're going to compete with the Saints, especially with the Saints losing Jameis Winston for the rest of the year. Cam Newton under center could easily get them a wild card spot. Yeah, I agree with everything you said about Cam Newton. He brings um, he's a he's a great player. He brings a lot of positives to that uh, to that Carolina team. Uh, yeah, he really. It's great to see him uh, reunite with his old team. Uh, yeah, I think I think he's going to do well in Carolina. Yeah, I think he'll do very well there. Um, also, hopefully, uh, Cam Newton does well there. Yes, sir. Yes. Superman is back. Yes. Superman Super is back in yes. Carolina. Superman is back in Carolina. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> All right, anything else on Cam Newton uh, being signed by the Panthers? Nope, just wishing him nothing but the best, and hopefully he can win that starting job again. Yeah, I hope so too. I hope, yeah, I'm wishing him the best as well. All right, now let's go into Odell Beckham Jr. signed by the Rams. And uh, what do you think of this? This one was kind of a shocker to me. Because the Rams are one are arguably one of the best offenses in the league. You got Cooper Cup, you got Robert Woods, you got Daryl Henderson, you got Matthew Stafford having a career yeah, year. Yeah. You got a great offensive line. What what do you need Odell now bringing in? But now looking at it, Odell, that Odell signing looks great for the Raiders. Because I don't know if you just saw yesterday, Robert Woods tore his ACL. Yeah, I heard about. Yesterday. I saw that. I heard that. I heard that. So yeah, now there you go. You just got arguably a wide receiver one. A former wide receiver one is your wide receiver two who had great seasons in New York and never really found his footing in Cleveland. With somebody like Stafford, who has had for years, he's played with guys like Kenny Galladay and Megatron. Yeah. He can easily turn Odell back into what he was in New York alongside yeah, Cooper yeah. Cup. But the one problem I do see is the Cooper Cup value. One of these guys is going to be seeing less targets. That's the one thing. I don't know who it's going to be. It's either going to be Cup or Odell or maybe even if it affects Tyler Higby, the tight end. I don't know who's going to get affected by the addition of Odell, but it's still an upgrade to that offense. And arguably the Rams are going all in to try and go to another Super Bowl, especially in their conference with the Arizona Cardinals, one loss team. They are trying to catch their tails and they think the way to get to jump them is with their high powered offense because the Cardinals strength is that defense. So they're going to counter their strength with the strength of their offense. That's what I feel why they went out and got Odell, which I still think is a great signing for the Rams. Yeah. I, I agree with everything you said about Odell. Um, the, the signing of Odell Beckham jr. Uh, it's a, it's a great signing. He adds a lot to that team. Um, 
it really it helps the Rams already high power high powered offense. Yeah, it's it's great all around. Yeah. Uh, hopefully he does well in LA for yeah. uh, LA Rams for sure. Yeah, it should be uh, interesting. I don't know if you just saw what broke earlier today. They're saying Odell may be returning punts on Monday night. He hasn't returned punts in years. Wait, where was that? It just broke like earlier today. They said, I forget, somebody said, I don't know who it was. Someone said that he may be returning punts, which we haven't seen since his New York days. Okay. Um, wait, do you want me to check who said that? or, or? I think it was Schefter. I'm not 100% sure. It was someone. Wait, let me look that up. Let me look that up. Uh, uh, wait, Adam Schefter had said that it said, um, uh, it wasn't correct. There's an article, um, there's an article by Ben Pickman saying. Report, uh, report, um, colon or semicolon, uh, like, let's see. Hang on. Um, hmm. It's a like says report uh, Odell Beckham Jr. could return punts in Rams debut. And then uh, the article had said uh, wide receiver Odell Beckham Jr. may return punts for, uh, for the Rams during his debut on Monday night against the 49ers, according to ESPN's Adam Schefter. Hmm. That should be interesting. I haven't seen him return punts in years, I guess. I guess yeah, they'd rather yeah. try him out because – get his legs warm again doesn't hurt yeah. having him return punts but it does risk injury yeah, yeah, yeah i think uh it would be very interesting um to see odell uh beckham jr returning punts again i think that's um i think that'd be very interesting to see yeah it should be interesting to see like yeah. as i mentioned hasn't been since his new york days that he returned punts yeah all right um all right uh hopefully he does well in uh for the los angeles rams and yeah uh anything else on odell beckham jr uh being signed by the rams nope got nothing else to say just excited to see him play on monday night yeah me too all right cool now let's go to uh the dalvin cook situation and this is beyond crazy uh it's really insane. Jake, what do you uh, take away from that? I'm trying to process this. Like, yeah. I'm confused. Is, she, is his ex-girlfriend trying to extort him or did he actually do it? Like, I'm really confused on this whole situation. Like, I was yeah. reading up about her. She's uh, she's in the reserves, I believe. I know let she's her. Either reserves or National Guard. Uh, Alvin Cook. Uh, Dalvin Cook. I think it's ex-girlfriend. Yeah, it's his ex-girlfriend. Okay. Okay. Thanks. Uh, she. Um, 
Sergeant, it says she's known as a sergeant first class in the U.S. Army. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, this is crazy. Uh, yeah, like, Dalvin, like, especially with the story with him claiming that she held him at gunpoint and robbed him. Like, it's it's just a crazy story that it's like, I, I, I can't take a side because I don't yeah. really know what actually happened. It's just crazy when I first, when it first broke and I read it, I was like, what? Yeah. And then a few hours later, his lawyer makes the testimony saying that he, that he was robbed at gunpoint by her. Like, I don't know which side to believe in this story that it's just so crazy. I'm just waiting for it to develop even more. Like I can't, I can't take a side at the moment. Yeah. yeah, yeah. True, true, true. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah, it's an, it's an insane situation. Um, um, let's just, let's just see how this plays out and, um, let's just, um, well, we're going to, we're going to continue to follow this story. Oh yeah. Yeah. Let's oh, yeah just, this is an interesting developing story. Yeah, yeah. Let's just, let's just, uh, see how this plays out and whatnot. And, uh, yeah. Let's, yeah the dalvin cook the third situation crazy stuff all right let's let's see how that plays out uh jake do you have anything else as of right now about the dalvin cook the third situation nope all that i gotta say is oh hold up okay you there yeah sorry about that like, oh, no worries, it? no worries. Yeah, sorry about that. I just had All to right. go for a quick second. Uh, no, I just want to see this develop more. But if if the NFL chooses to suspend Dalvin Cook, that would be a massive hit to their de- defense. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, okay. All right, all right. All right, I'm back. All right, cool, cool, cool. Uh, any, we have anything else on Dalvin uh, Cook nope. the third? That situation. Nope. All nope. right, just gotta keep waiting. All right, cool. All right, let's. Um, now let's go to the Aaron Rodgers situation. Now this is like this is uh, crazy as well. Um, what do you what do you take away? Like. Like I, this is another confusing one. Like he said he was vaccinated and now he's telling us he did some unconventional kind of vaccine or whatever. I'm really confused on this. That's like, yeah, I understand yeah. how the NFL deems this as not being vaccinated. And I do understand why they made him do the 10 day quarantine. Like this is just an interesting situation. That yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically the NFL is claiming he lied about his own vaccination status and look at what the NFL did find the Green Bay Packers and him and Alan Lazard. <clears throat> it's just an interesting story that yeah, is developing yeah. from an, from one of the MVP front runners and Aaron Rodgers. Like, yes, he started off the year with that horrible game against new Orleans, but now he's becoming an MVP front runner. Yeah, yeah. And it should be just an interesting story as we get more information. 
Uh, Sorry about that. No worries. No worries. Yeah. It's just, it's just interesting from him. It's like, he's one of the, like we see him in all those state farm commercials. He is yeah, one of the yeah, faces yeah. of the NFL alongside Patrick Mahomes. And to hear this story come out from one of the faces of the NFL, I don't know what to say to him. I don't know what to yeah, think of yeah. this. Like, this is just one of those crazy stories that comes out of COVID that we've heard for the past year and a half. This is definitely one of the most interesting ones. I just want to hear more information on what it was that he did that considered himself vaccinated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd like to hear some more stuff on that too. Um, yeah, let's just um, let's just continue. Uh, let's just see how this uh, whole situation plays out there in Rogers, and uh, see if there's more that comes out about that. And yeah, what do you think of uh, uh, seeing how this plays out? Like, continue following the story and seeing how this plays out. Well, I don't think he's going to get suspended or anything. I just think the fine is for right now. But now we know if he does get put on that COVID-19 list or is deemed close contact, he will once again have to go through a 10-day quarantine, which could easily hurt the Packers. Like, look at what we just saw last Sunday against Kansas City. Yes, that defense made enough stops for them to have an opportunity to win. But Jordan Love was just thrown into that game. It would have been different if they would have known earlier in the week that Rodgers would have been out and then you would have had more time to develop a scheme for Jordan Love. Like, don't take that game from Jordan Love that he is a bust. He had two days to learn a scheme to be the starting quarterback. He was not supposed to start that game. True, true. two days and a walkthrough to learn the playbook, to learn a scheme. I do not pin that against him. Yeah. He had a week. I think it would have been better for Green Bay and Jordan. Yes. Yeah, I don't I don't hold that against them either. Yeah, especially uh when you don't have uh that much time to learn the playbook and scheme. I just it, it makes it a lot harder. It really does. Yes. Yes, it does. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> um, yeah. All right. Uh do you have uh oh wait, let's just Let's let's just see how the uh, Aaron Rodgers situation kind of plays out. Let's just see how that plays out. Yeah, this is another developing, interesting, developing story. Yeah. All right. Uh, do you have anything else on the Aaron Rodgers situation? Nope. I think I got enough. I'm just waiting to see how this plays out. Yeah, me too. All right. Cool. Uh, all right. Frank Gore. Now let's go to the Frank Gore uh, senior to fight Darren Williams. Uh, this is definitely interesting for sure. What do you think? Yeah, this is interesting. Like he mentioned before how he wanted to get into boxing after he retired from the NFL. Well, now here's his chance fighting in a celebrity celebrity boxing match against former, former NBA all-star point guard and 2015 to, or sorry, 2005 Illinois Illinois point guard that led him to the national championship to a loss of North Carolina, Darren Williams. This should be an interesting fight. Like I've seen Frank Gore, like he is tough as nails as we've seen him as a rusher, even at 38 years old, he was still able to run pretty well with Miami, Indianapolis, even Buffalo. He was able to still find a role in New York, Mm -hmm. still able to find a role. It just proves his workload and he will go down as arguably one of the best workhorse running backs in NFL history. I'm just sad that we probably will never Absolutely. see him once again suit up in an NFL uniform. 
but it should be interesting to see him fight Darren Williams, especially before the Jake Paul and Fury fight, which I am still hoping for a yeah, knockout yeah, yeah. to Jake Paul. Yeah, 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 me too. I think the whole I think the whole country wants to see see him at some point get knocked down. Yeah, Floyd had a chance, but for sure, Floyd had a chance in the last one, but I'm still waiting for it. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm going to say this right now. My choice for that fight between Darren Williams and Frank Gore, I'm going Frank Gore because he's been training. He's tough as nails. I don't care that he's 38 years old. That guy is tough as nails and will arguably go down as one of the best running backs in NFL history. I think he has a good shot to win his yeah, first ever. I think he's a, I think fight. he's, yeah, for sure. I think he has a good shot to win as well. I'm going Frank Gore senior as well. So, Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, da, 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 da. anything else on the, uh, Frank Gore senior versus nope. Darren Williams fight? Just looking forward to December 18th. Yeah. yeah. It'd be a fun one. Should be a fun one. Yeah. It really should be fun. Uh, and, um, and, uh, best of luck to both of them. Yep. Yeah. It All should right. be fun to watch two former, two former pro athletes go head to head in a boxing match. I think the last time the last undercard fight was Chad Ochocinco. This is like a yeah, nice yeah. little fun little advertising marketing. You got two former pro athletes. This time you're doing two former pro athletes going head to head. This should be even more interesting before yeah. the Jake Paul main card. Yeah, it should be very interesting for sure. Yeah. And um yeah, best of luck to uh Tyson Fury in the and Jake Paul in that fight too. To both of those guys. Jake? Yeah. Best yes, of luck sir. to both of the uh, Jake Paul and uh, Tyson Fury. Yes, sir. All right. Just wishing them nothing but the best of luck. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, anything else with regards to? Uh... Nope. I think we hit it. I think we hit all that we could on that topic. All right. Cool. Now let's go to. Uh, the NFL injury situation. And this is unfortunate. Um, uh, like, uh, like you had mentioned earlier, Robert Woods going down with the torn ACL. That's really unfortunate stuff. Um, and then uh, also uh, Nick Chubb with uh, COVID. He may, well, he may play today. Let me see. No, I think they ruled him out. They ruled him out. They had the ruled him out earlier. Yeah. 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 Like, do you, do you mind if I check? Harris was ruled out yesterday with a concussion. It's just horrible to see all these injuries. Like yeah. even last week, we saw, we found out last Monday, Derek Henry goes down with a stress fracture yeah, of the yeah. fifth meniscular bone that connects his pinky toe to his ankle. And the crazy thing about that injury was when I read it, he played the entire game with that injury and still ran for almost 70 yards like that. Damn. It's unbelievable. They were saying he heard it in the first half, limped off the field. They re they thought there was nothing wrong with him, and he went back in. Like, that's Damn. the amazing thing about that injury is, like, wait, he played on a stress fracture yeah. a whole game. He played a whole that's game crazy. on a stress fracture, and it wasn't just four quarters. That game went into overtime. Yeah, Like, yeah. it's horrible to see him go down, like, I was mentioning for weeks earlier, I said, if Derrick Henry ran for 2000 yards, he's my MVP. Well, now he's now out of the race for MVP, but I think mm -hmm. I've been saying to people all this time, 
we just saw Russ come back early from the ruptured, from the ruptured, from the mallet finger injury, and he's going to start today against Green Bay. I think somebody like Henry, that's six, eight weeks. I think he can be back for five or six weeks, and he'll be beneficial for Tennessee to get his legs warm once again, fight for that first round, for that first round bye because they don't give the top two seeds a bye anymore. It's only the top seed. And give something Damn. like him who just came back from that surgery, give him a week to rest and let him get his legs warm for the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely agree with what you said. Yes. Um, what am I gonna say next? And uh also, yeah, a lot of injuries, really unfortunate stuff. Also, a lot of the uh COVID uh cases too. Also, uh, really unfortunate. And also, uh, Kareem Hunt is on I Wait, it says he's on IR, and he should be back next week. Well, that should help the Browns. Wait, can I, wait can I check Kareem Hunt IR? Yeah. I know Let he's me, still on IR. Okay, okay. Let me see that. Yeah, he's on IR. He's on IR. Um, yeah, really unfortunate stuff. And, um, hopefully, uh, anyone that is not healthy right now, hopefully they get healthy as soon as possible. Yes. Especially right now with a lot of these teams trying to battle for a playoff spot or trying to fight for that top seed. No, another injuries that we forgot to mention Deandre Hopkins, oh, and Kyler hey. Murray. We forgot yeah, about those yeah. two massive injuries I was, for the Cardinals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to um, mention DeAndre Hopkins. I was going to say that, yeah. Yeah. Unfortunate that those guys are injured as well. Yeah, and, and it's just crazy with his hamstring injury that he still played on that hurt hamstring against yeah, yeah, yeah. Green Bay on that Thursday night game, and he was still able to pull off two catches for 60 yards. But he should have had a touchdown, but they ruled the face mask call on his touchdown run of him trying to push off of the receiver. Yeah. That was yeah, just yeah. kind of an interesting call, especially in that situation, but I'm not going to, yeah. I'm not going to go on a rant about any of the refs, especially after yeah, the I thought that was interesting the too. in Pittsburgh. Yeah. I'm yeah. not going to mention anything about the officials. <laughs> all right. All right. Cool. Cool. I understand. All right. Uh, yeah. Hopefully anyone that's not healthy, hopefully they get healthy as soon as possible. Yes, sir. Yeah. Uh, anything else on the NFL injury situation? Nope. Nope. Just hoping less injuries and hopefully guys are getting healthy and let's see them back. Let's see some of these guys who are MVP front runners return and hopefully they're back to their old form before the injury. Right. Right. Absolutely. All right. Now let's go to uh, week nine takeaways. Uh, there's a lot to take away. It's, it was a really uh, weird week. Uh, yeah, it was. Jake, uh, what do you think? It was just great. I got three takeaways. What, a lot of upsets. We had New York beating yeah, Las yeah, Vegas yeah, that yeah, we mentioned yeah. earlier with them losing to the Giants. On a strip sack, Derek Carr got was hit on a strip sack. I didn't see the play, but he fumbled it with 22 seconds left, gave it to the Giants, and they won 23-16. to 16. Yeah, we had Philadelphia almost upsetting the Chargers. It yeah, took the yeah. Chargers a last second field goal to win that game. Yeah. And then here are my two biggest takeaways. We just found the top two teams in each division last week. 
I'm going with, I'm going to first start off with the NFC, the Arizona Cardinals. As we mentioned before, Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins did not play last week. Chase Edmonds, their lead yeah. running back, on his first carry, limps off the field with a high ankle sprain. Colt McCoy yeah. is under center. And you're thinking against a decent 49ers squad, all oh, the 49ers are going to win. No, yeah. Arizona single-handedly blew them out. That defense stepped up, made a bunch of stops, got a couple sacks on Jimmy Garoppolo, forced a couple turnovers on him, forced a forced fumble on George Kittle and was able to recover it. And let's not talk about, let's talk yeah. about the hero of the Cardinals of that game, an unsung hero, James Conner. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He was signed for one, one and a half million dollars to be the number two back in Arizona. He steps up, gets 21 carries, 96 yards and two touchdowns, catches five passes for 77 yards, breaks off a 45 yard touchdown pass on a screen. James Conner was the hero of that game. And that just shows yeah. how explosive that Arizona offense is. And that defense is one of the top defenses in the league. I think Arizona is the front runner to make it to the Super Bowl in the NFC. Yeah. Yeah, I see that. I can, I can totally see that for mm-hmm. sure. Arizona, uh, props to them. They played so well against the 49ers. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and don't get me wrong, Arizona, the 49ers, their record – their record may not be the best, but that is not a bad team. Right. That yeah, yeah, NFC yeah. West is arguably the best, best league, best division in the NFL. Yeah. yeah everybody yeah. is evenly matched. Yeah. Like easily before the season, you could have seen three, three teams out of that league, or even all of them make the playoffs easily. Could have yeah, made yeah, yeah. playoffs. Yeah. Uh, I think I understand. Uh, uh, saying that the Cardinals uh, are the front runner this, for the Super Bowl, I, I totally get that. I think it's totally reasonable to say that uh, for sure. And I want to say, after uh, I, I agree with you, I really think that they they should make the Super Bowl. Uh, they're just they're just such a solid team. I think I think they make the Super Bowl. Yeah, yes, and they're going to come in hungry if they get a rematch with Green Bay. It's going to be fun. They're going yeah. to get revenge. They get an opportunity with revenge. If you get that top seed for the playoffs, you will get again a home playoff game against the Green Bay Packers and get revenge for that Thursday night game. Avenge yeah, that Thursday yeah, yeah. night game. They're going to come in hungry to that game. I would not want to be playing that Cardinals team in that revenge game. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And then with you here's there. my final take, as I mentioned before, the AFC, the Tennessee Titans. Before the season, I was saying when they added Julio Jones, they added Bud Dupree, Janoris Jenkins, Jack Rabbit Jenkins. I was saying that team is my dark horse to make the Super Bowl. And now look, they just proved it. They beat the LA Rams. And as we mentioned before, Derrick Henry did not play as he had surgery last week on Tuesday to repair that stress fracture. And they signed Adrian Peterson early in the week gets a couple days of practice and becomes the feature back in a backs by committee system with Jeremy McNichols. And they beat the Rams, arguably one of the hottest teams in the NFL. And it wasn't the offense that won them that game. It was their defense. That's been stepping up the past few weeks. We saw a boneheaded interception that Matthew Stafford threw when he was being turned around in a sack, which looking back on it, 
it was better than a safety, but you put the team in the red zone and Ryan Tannehill capitalized it on a two yard rushing touchdown on a bootleg on a naked bootleg. Yeah. yeah. And then the f- ensuing drive, he throws a pick that Kevin Byard read perfectly and took it for six. Yes, yes That yes. defense won them that game. It wasn't the offense. It was the defense, which Tennessee has been looking for for the past few years. That's been their one weakness. They have a great offense. You got A.J. Brown. You got Ryan Tannehill. You have Derrick Henry when he's healthy. Yes. You had Julio Jones. You have a great offensive line. You have arguably a decent offensive line because of all those guys. All those guys keep getting hurt, but all the backups have all this experience from all those injuries. They got five, or four or five starts under their belts every year and they're now starting starting for the team as more of their guys leave in free agency but then look at the defense bud dupree's been stepping up harold landry is a force on that defensive line Mm -hmm. the bud dupree addition was great that secondary is not the best but you have kevin byard arguably one of the best coverage safeties in the league and he's bringing he's getting pick sixes after pick sixes i believe he has two or three on the year you have Janoris yeah. Jackrabbit Jenkins. Not he's up there in age, but he still makes it. Tr- he makes it tough on those wide receiver ones to catch passes. I think this team is peaking at the right time. And like we mentioned before, Henry can return, and I think he will return. And I think that is the X factor of them making the Super Bowl. I think right now, if I was to pick Super Bowl teams, I'm going Arizona versus Tennessee. Yeah. Um... I agree with you there. I think, I think, I think those teams make the Super Bowl, and I uh, that would be a great Super Bowl matchup too. Yes, two franchises that are both looking for their first ever Super Bowl win. The whole country, I think that could easily be a high viewing game. Yes. You got two high high powered offenses. You got two pretty good defenses going head to head. It'll be a fun matchup. It yes. would be a fun matchup to watch. The fans will all come from both fan bases as Arizona hasn't been to a Super Bowl since 2010 when Big Ben beat them in that Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. And Tennessee hasn't been to a Super Bowl since the since uh, the ruling that he was down at the one-yard line back in the 90s. Yeah. It's been that long for those two franchises. They're looking forward to another Super Bowl opportunity if both of those franchises get into a Super Bowl. I think it could be an easily sold-out event It'll be big publicity for the NFL. Great viewership. Everybody will be tuning into this game to see who wins their first ever Super Bowl. Yeah, I agree with everything that you said um, about that uh, Super Bowl matchup and the publicity and whatnot. And also, uh, yeah, props to the Titans. They really uh, they played insanely well. Their defense won that that game. Uh, yeah, props to them. They played a fantastic game. Yeah, they played a great game of football. It stopped, as I mentioned before, one of the best offenses in the NFL. Yeah, agreed. Uh, and I also wanted to uh, read you some of my takeaways. Uh, where is that? Uh, where is that? All right. Um, let me just read you uh, this. Um, the Colts got a nice win over the Jets. This is this is the takeaways are from week nine. Um, the uh, the Cardinals got a nice win over the 49ers. The Chargers got a nice win over the Eagles. 
Uh, the Ravens got a nice OT win over the Vikings. Uh, the Patriots got a nice win over the Panthers. The Giants, Falcons, Broncos, Jaguars, Dolphins, Browns, Chiefs, and Titans got nice upset wins. And uh, uh, the Panthers were are uh, struggling right now. And also, I wanted to read the uh, best offensive players, the best defensive players, and the best special teams uh, players, too. Uh, best offensive players for week nine, the Colts offense, especially Jonathan Taylor, Naheem Hines, Carson Wentz, uh, Michael Pittman Jr. And then uh, for the Jets, uh, Josh Johnson, Michael Carter, Ty Johnson. The, and then um, uh, wait, all right. Well, for the Jets, right. These are for the Jets. And then uh, I also um, wanted to add uh, Keelan Cole had played well in that game and uh, Tyler Croft too uh, also did well. Uh, and then Jamison Crowder had some good moments too. I also, um, uh, Lamar Jackson had played well. Uh, Patrick Ricard had played well. Marquise Brown, uh, Mark Andrews, Devontae Freeman, uh, Rashad Bateman. Uh, Kirk Cousins, uh, Justin Jefferson, Dalvin Cook. Then we have uh, Christian McCaffrey, Mac Jones, uh, Teddy Bridgewater, Tim Patrick, uh, uh, Baker Mayfield, Donovan Peoples-Jones, Nick Chubb, Justin Fields, David Montgomery, Darnell Mooney, uh, Allen Robinson II, uh, Ben Roethlisberger, Pat Fryermuth, uh, Najee Harris, Matt Ryan, Cordell Patterson, Colt McCoy, James Conner, the Bears offense. These are the like, offensive players. Uh, what do you think of those players? Those are great ones. I think you missed two from that Monday night game against the Bears and Steelers. I think you forgot Jimmy Graham for making that great catch. Oh, yeah, yeah. Great yeah Jimmy Graham. Catch, and Cole Komet. Yeah, those, those, those two guys. guys came up big with some big catches. Like, I know yeah, yeah, yeah. Jimmy Graham should have had a touchdown pass, which I yes. still question that illegal shot block. That was not a low block. He was in the tackle box and he barely made yeah, contact yeah, yeah. with it. I wouldn't have thrown the flag if I was an official. Yeah, I agree. He brought him there. down, but I would have tried to rule like he was in the box because they forget the tight end was on the line of scrimmage. So the line of scrimmage within the tackle box is spread out to the outside of the tight end. And he was yeah, in yeah. that vicinity when he made that block. Wait, is that uh, Keelan Cole Sr., I think? Let me see. Yeah, it's Keelan Cole Sr. Okay. Huh. I should throw him in Sr. And then uh, let me just do something really quickly. Uh And then uh, I'm just adding, Jake, I'm just adding some stuff. Sure. All right. Uh, um, Cole Komet. Uh, okay. Um, those are the offensive players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the Bears offense too. Yeah. Uh, 
that's all I have for the offensive players. Do you, do you have anything that you want to add for the offensive players? No, I don't think so. All right, cool. Uh, for the defensive players, uh, I had listed the Colts defense, the Titans defense, especially Kevin Byer, Jeffrey Simmons, and Danico Autry. And then I, I put Anthony Barr, Justin Bethel, J.C. Jackson, uh, Denzel Ward, Troy Hill, the Bears defense, Cameron Hayward, Minka Fitzpatrick, T.J. Watt, Xavier McKinney for the defense. If players and uh, uh, what do you think of the defensive players? I think those are some great picks, man. Yeah, thank you. All right, now let's go to the special teams players for week nine. I I, I listed Justin Tucker. Uh, is it Young? Um, is it Young Way? Is it Young Way Koo, right? Yeah, yeah, Young. All right, Young Way Koo, uh, Kenny and Wongwu, James Pierre, Cairo Santos, and uh, DeAndre Houston Carson. Those are great picks for the special teams. Great picks. Thank you. And then miscellaneous, I have uh, that is crazy about Josh Allen Jaguars being the first player in NFL history to get a sack and interception against uh, another player with the same name, that player being Josh Allen uh, Bills. Wait, uh, did Josh Allen uh, for the Jaguars also get a fumble recovery? Yeah, he forced the fumble. I think he forced the forced fumble. Forced the fumble. Okay. Uh, get a sack. Um, I should put forced fumble too. Thank you. Uh, forced fumble and interception against another player with the same name that player being Josh Allen. Then I also had, that is also crazy uh, about there being two David Long juniors in an NFL game playing against each other in the Rams Titans matchup. And then I never thought that the Buffalo Jacksonville uh, game would end the way that it did. I also say uh, the bears should have beat the Steelers. And then uh, this may be the weirdest week of NFL football ever in terms of upsets. And also uh, it was also crazy that Mac Jones uh, had uh, had twisted uh, Brian Burns' right angle and then Jerry Jones uh, stating that the Cowboys were overconfident before the loss to the Broncos. Um, what do you think of the miscellaneous stuff? I think those are good. I think, like, was it with that Monday night game? That was one of the most questionable personal fouls I've ever seen for taunting. Yeah, That yeah. was not taunting. He no, just stared it, it down. He stared it down. If he was saying stuff, barking at the bench, and what was with the official hip checking him and then chucking? Oh the yeah, yeah. That's um, yeah, that's weird too. And you yeah. still find him for taunting. Yeah, we find him that's for taunting. Insane. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Hey, uh, Jake, I I think I think the taunting thing has gone too far in terms of calling. What do you think? I think so too. I think like some of yeah, them like, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You need to make the call, but it's like something like that. You don't yeah. call that taunting. You do not yeah, call yeah, that yeah. taunting. It's just like, it was just like, you know, he in the moment. I mean, that guy was a practice squad player and just brought up and he just made the play of the game. You do not, yeah, not yeah. make that call in that situation. You do not call taunting in that situation. Yeah. I agree with you there. hundred percent. All right. Um, do you have anything else? That nope. you take away from week nine. All I got to say, that was one of the craziest weeks of football I've ever seen in my yeah, life. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. Uh, now, um, uh, speaking of takeaways, uh, what do you uh, take away from the Ravens-Dolphins game? I think the Dolphins found a way to beat the Ravens. Yeah, like, honestly, yeah. playing man coverage, 
blitzing Lamar. They were able to close, collapse the pocket on him. He couldn't really escape it that much all night. And he was struggling to throw that deep ball because the defense wasn't giving him time to throw, to set his speedsters like Hollywood Brown, Sammy Watkins, or Rashad Bateman. They couldn't get any separation on that secondary in the man coverage. They were just throwing little short routes to him. Like, hands off to Miami. And yeah, let's talk about Brian Flores making a game, making a probably an arguably crazy decision to go in the second half to start Tua Tugavailoa and bench Jacoby Brissett. And Tua leads yeah. them to victory with that last minute that last-minute QB sneak that puts him up for good. Hats off to Flores for making that decision, especially that game in that situation when it was 6-3. to You decide to go with the guy that's supposed to be backing him up, and it's like people are questioning, why weren't you starting him before last? Why didn't you start him last week? Yeah. He made a great decision in that game. Hats off to Miami. You just shocked the world. Absolutely. Uh, Hats off to Miami. Hats off to Brian Flores. Uh, he, uh, yeah, he did a uh, great job uh, coaching that game. He did. And let's, and I say Baltimore might be in a little bit of trouble, especially in that AFC North. You got Cincinnati on your tails. You got Cleveland on your tails. You even got Pittsburgh even battling. That is a tough division. It's like the NFC West. You got a great division there. You could not have afforded to lose that game. That was a game that they should have won, and now you just knocked yourselves out of competing with Tennessee for the moment for the top seed. Right, right. Yeah, I agree with you said. I um, wanted to list some of my takeaways. Uh, All right, I I wanted to say um, the Miami Dolphins defense was the biggest reason the Dolphins won that matchup, and they played insanely well. The defense of the Dolphins helped out their offense a lot as well. Tua Tagovailoa was the player of that game. Uh, Xavier Howard and Justin Coleman made big plays. Uh, the best players for the Ravens were Lamar Jackson, Mark Andrews, Rashad Bateman, and Devin Duvernay. And then, uh, again, that Miami Dolphins defense was unreal. And then uh, also, Brian Flores did a great job of coaching that game. He did. Yeah. He arguably did. He really did, yes. Absolutely. Um. Yeah, do you have anything else with uh, the takeaways from the Dolphins-Ravens uh, game? All that I got to say is Baltimore might be in a little bit of trouble. I think Miami's going to take a little bit of momentum. I don't think they're going to have a winning season, but I think they'll win a few more games this year than what a lot of people expect. Yeah, I agree with what you said, especially the way they've been playing. Uh, they've been playing some incredible football over the last uh, few weeks, for sure. So, yeah, I think they can continue to go up from there. Yeah. All right. Anything else on that? Nope. All right. On the Dolphins-Ravens takeaways? Nope. All right. Cool. Now let's go into uh, the predictions for Week 10 matchups. Uh, all right. Who do you have winning this game, the Saints or the Titans? Oh, I'm going Tennessee. No offense to New Orleans. Trevor Simeon is not the answer to replace Jameis Winston, yeah. nor is Taysom Hill. But I think like Taysom Hill would be the better option to start at quarterback. But I think Sean Payne wants to keep using him as that Swiss Army knife type. I got to go Tennessee. That defense is playing great. Tannehill, sure, 
they just announced earlier today that Julio Jones or yesterday Julio Jones will be placed on IR, but you still have AJ yeah. Brown. You got AP. Yeah. You got Jeremy McNichols. You got two great running backs to throw out of the backfield. Tannehill is great with his legs. That Tennessee offense is good, even with the loss of Derrick Henry. I'm still going Tennessee in this game. Yeah, I'm still going Tennessee as well. That defense is unreal. Uh, yeah, it, yeah, Tennessee uh, wins. Tennessee wins this one. I think their defense is a huge reason why they win. Uh, and I think it's going to help out the offense as well. I like Tennessee in this one. I do too. All right, cool. Uh, who do you have in this one, uh, the Bills or the Jets? Oh, it's easy. Even though Buffalo just somehow lost to Jacksonville. No offense. Mike White isn't under center. It's probably going to be Josh Johnson this week as he stepped up and played great in that game against Indy, cut it close. But that Bills defense, even with the loss, their, that's a stackle star. I don't even know how to pronounce his last name as he was just par- placed earlier today on the COVID-19 list. Wait, which who? Star Luzume, something like that. Is it Star Luzume? Yeah, he just got placed on the COVID-19 list earlier today. Schefter tweeted it out. Oh, no. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, but even with him and Tremaine Edmonds out, you still got Mike White, arguably one of the one of the or DeAndre White, I forget White, uh, one of the best corners, coverage corners in the NFL. That defense is still good. That offense is high powered. I'm still going Buffalo. Yeah, I'm going Buffalo as well. Even though they lost to the Jaguars, I think that's like I think that loss is an anom- an, an anomaly for the Bills. So I, that's like that's so rare. That's something like that would happen. Um, yeah. Well, right, look I'm at just... what happened with Tennessee when they lost to the New York Jets. They've responded well ever since that loss. I think Buffalo yeah, will do yeah. the same thing. Yeah, I agree with you there. All right. Uh, I'm going with the Bills in this one. Yeah. I think the, that offense should uh, play very well today, that defense as well. Yeah, I'm going with the Bills. All right. Now let's go to the Lions versus the Steelers. Who do you have in that game? Oh, even though Big Ben is not going to be playing quarterback, it'll probably be Mason Rudolph or Dwayne Haskins. Yes, Chase Claypool is out, but you still have Najee Harris. You still got Deontay Johnson. You still got that defense. I'm going Pittsburgh. I can't pick the Ram- the Lions to win their first game against yeah. Pittsburgh. Yeah, I'm going with Pittsburgh as well. I think Najee Harris is going to have a huge game today. Uh, yeah, I think he'll respond greatly. Like that Bears front seven last week was able to bottle him up. That Lions defense will not be able to bottle up Yeah, yeah. yeah right. <clears throat> yeah, I'm going with the Steelers in this one. All right, now let's go um, to the Jaguars and Colts. Who do you have in this one? I'm going Colts. That offense is too good. Jonathan Taylor is arguably one of the best backs in the league. That offense is playing well with Carson Wentz under center. I think what helps is that run game. That defense will get some stops for some turnovers on the rookie Trevor Lawrence. I'm going Indy. Yeah, I agree with what you said. Uh, I'm going Indy as well. Uh, I don't think I don't think the Jaguars are going to stop that run game, that insanely amazing run game. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, Naheem Himes, they're absolutely unreal. Uh, that Colts offense in general, I don't think I think it's going to be too much for Jacksonville, and that defense of the Colts too. It, it's all I think it's all going to be too much for Jacksonville. I'm going for the Colts in this one. They win that game. All right. Uh, now let's go to the Buccaneers versus the football team. Who do you have in that one? Oh, this is easy. Tampa Bay. Yeah. Washington just doesn't have enough enough weapons 
to beat that team. Like, yes, they've lost to the Rams, but that's different. That was the Rams. Yeah, Washington yeah. has had a couple close calls against some tough teams, but this is arguably the best defense in the NFL. I don't think Taylor Heineke has enough firepower to upset the defending Super Bowl champs. Tampa Bay wins this one. Yeah, I agree with that. I think Tampa Bay wins this one. Yeah, there's just there's too much firepower uh, for the Buccaneers against the football team. Uh, yeah, there's too much firepower on that Buccaneers team uh, for the football team. The Buccaneers win this one. All right. Um, all right, now let's go to the Browns versus the Patriots. Who do you have in that one? Uh, even with all those all those guys out for Cleveland, Odell's gone. How can you not pick the Browns in this matchup? No offense to Mac Jones. Mac Jones has been playing great, but look at what Miles Garrett has done on rookie quarterbacks this season. I think he's going to be too much to handle Mac Jones for him to handle. He does have Damian Harris today. He's lost his starting running back. He's going to be playing with a backs by committee system of Brian Bolden, JJ Taylor, and then Ronaldo Stevenson. It's you don't have your bruiser from Alabama, Damian Harris. Yeah. And Denzel Ward has been stepping up great with that defense. He's been making it tough for the wide receiver ones to catch passes. I think that defense is just too much for Mac Jones to handle. I think Miles Garrett gets to him two or three times today. I'm going Cleveland. Yeah, I'm going Cleveland as well. I think that defense is going to be uh, way too much for the Patriots offense. And uh, the same, I think that offense of the Browns is going to be too much for the Patriots defense. I'm going with the Browns in this one. All right. Now let's go to the Falcons versus the Cowboys. Jake, who do you have in that one? This is a fun one. Atlanta, Atlanta found a way to be keep it close. Beat. Did they beat New Orleans last week or did the Saints come back? The the Saints did uh have a little bit of a comeback, but uh Young Just Wei wasn't Koo, Young Wei Koo had uh hit the game winning field goal. Yeah. Like they were able to upset New Orleans, like yeah, yeah. They're arguably a good offense. Like Cordero Patterson, I think, has been the steal of free agency last year for Atlanta. Wait. They've turned him into arguably like what nobody thought could be a wide receiver, a running back, a tight end. He can do it all for that offense. Kyle Pitts has been great for Atlanta. Yes, it, yes. Matt Ryan is forming what was once him and Tony Gonzalez duo with Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts was a great pick by Atlanta for the tight end spot to replace Julio Jones. Calvin Ridley still will be returning soon, but he will still he will not be suiting up Sunday. Hopefully, his his reasonings behind stepping away from football for right now. Hopefully, he gets it all sorted out and hopefully he comes back better than ever. But how can you not pick Dallas? That offense, yes, they lost last week to Denver, but let's not forget that Denver defense is good and they forced yes, a couple yes. turnovers on Dak Prescott. That secondary is good. Yes. I just think the high-powered offense of Amari Cooper, Zeke, C.D. Lamb, Dalton Schultz, I think it's just too much for Atlanta's defense to handle. I don't understand what's been going on with Dak lately. Why don't you do what Cooper Rush did on Sunday night against Minnesota, throw to, throw over 100 yards to C.D. Lamb and Amari Cooper, and you're going to win the game. I think that's the key to the game. Get the ball to C.D. Lamb and Amari Cooper as much as you can. I think that's what's going to win Dallas this game. I'm going Dallas over Atlanta. Yeah, I'm going Dallas over Atlanta as well. Uh, yeah, I think that offense is going to be uh, too much. I think 
I think that Cowboys defense really steps up as well. So I'm going with uh, uh, Dallas in this one. All right. Uh, now let's go to the Panthers versus the Cardinals. Who do you have in this one? Oh, this one's easy. Arizona. Yeah. Like, I don't think Kyler Murray or DeAndre Hopkins is going to play this week. But looking back at what happened last week, Colt McCoy could play good enough to win. James Conner could give them a run game that they've yeah. been lacking with Chase Edmonds because Chase, no offense to Chase Edmonds, he's more of a pass catcher, not a bruising running back. Conner is both a bruiser and a pass catcher. That defense is great. You're going to be having P.J. Walker under center who struggled in his few NFL snaps. I think that defense is too much for him to handle. Arizona blows him out. Yeah, I, I agree with you on that. Um, that defense is going to be too much. That defense of the Cardinals is going to be too much for the Panthers offense. Um, and then that Panthers, I don't think that Panthers defense uh, stops that Cardinals offense either. So, yeah, Cardinals win. Yeah. Um, wait. It's all, it also uh, was said that uh, DeAndre Hopkins is question. Wait. Said yeah, he's, he's both him and Murray are questionable, but I don't, yeah. I don't really think they're going to play. Me, you don't mind if I see that update, right? Yeah, it's cool. All right, let me see that. I don't know if they'll provide an update because they're at the 325 kickoff time. Okay. Uh, let me see something. All right. Uh, yeah, but I think even without uh, – DeAndre Hopkins, the Cardinals still win that game. Mm -hmm. And Kyler Murray, they still win that game. So, yeah. All right. Um, cool. All right. Uh, now let's go to the Vikings versus the Chargers. Uh, who do you have in that one? I mean, Minnesota has been a great offensive team. That defense was able to get them stops last week against Baltimore, able to force two interceptions on – Lamar, that defense played their hearts out that game, but sadly that offense stalled, which I think will happen. I think they could easily score, but I think at some points during the game, they'll stall and the Chargers will take advantage of that. I'm going Chargers. Okay, I understand. I understand. Um, I like uh, I like the Vikings in this one. I think they can get that upset. Uh, there's they're, they're so much better than the record says they are, for sure. I... I I think, uh, I think they finish it off and they beat the Chargers today. All I like right. that. I like that defense. I I think Justin Jefferson. Yeah, you have uh, Justin Jefferson offense. You have Kirk Cousins. Uh, you have KJ Osborne. You have. Uh, yeah, you can't forget about Adam Thielen. Yeah, that him too for sure. Yeah, yeah Adam Thielen, Tyler yeah. Conklin, the brand yeah. new tight end that stepped up for him. Yeah, <laughs> I think the offense and defense. Uh, of Vikings uh, play well against the Chargers and they get the win. I'm going right. for the Vikings. All right. That's respectable. Yeah. All right. All right. Now let's go to the Seahawks and Packers. Who do you have in that game? This one is an interesting one for me. You got Russ back. Let Russ cook. That offense is stalled a little bit with Geno Smith under center, but he was still playing good enough for the offense to win. I'm go. I'm crazy. I think you're calling me crazy right now. But I'm going with the upset. I'm going Seattle over Green Bay. They're going to be hungry, especially after that divisional round, divisional round loss on that controversial first down call. I think the defense is going to come into this game hungry. They're going to want to win this game. 
I'm going to Seattle. I think Russ has a big day in his return from the mallet finger. Aaron Rodgers is just now returning from the COVID-19 list, had no practice all this week because he wasn't allowed to practice because of COVID-19 protocols. Yes, I know Rodgers is good, but I just think that that having no practice all week is going to affect him a little bit because he hasn't practiced in 10 days. I'm pretty Mm. sure he's kept himself in game shape during the 10-day quarantine, but no practice, and you're going to start him against Seattle. Like, yeah, Seattle isn't the best defense, but I still – I'm going Seattle just because Russ has been able to practice the past two weeks with the mallet finger was throwing, practicing all week. It was designated return from IR and has had a bunch of practice under center. I just can't pick. I just can't pick Green Bay in this matchup just because of Rodgers not being able to practice. Maybe he proves me wrong. Hopefully he doesn't, but I'm going Seattle. Yeah, I understand. Um, Hold on. Uh, yeah I okay I had originally I had originally uh said that the Packers um um uh, were going to uh win this game I think um I think the I changed my mind now I say the Seahawks win this game uh yeah especially uh, with Russ practicing and whatnot and uh, Aaron Rodgers um, not having practiced was for 10 days. Yeah. 10 days. Yeah. yeah. No, and I just, I just was thinking about it even more. We also forgot about the weakness of the Packers defense. That secondary is their weakness. Yeah. You got arguably one of the best duos in the NFL DK Metcalf and tower Lockett. I think they'll expose that secondary, especially DK with being able to, to, go up for the jump balls to lock it could blow right by him. Like look at what he did week one and week two against Tennessee's secondary and Indianapolis's secondary. He can expose that secondary on the deep ball. Russ knows how to hit guys on the deep ball. That's where I say the game is won on the deep ball and the jump yeah. throws to DK. Yeah. I agree with you there. I think the Seahawks <clears throat> win this one. Russ, Russell Wilson is a deep ball master. Um, um, and uh, speaking of Russell Wilson, I, I he kind of reminds me of Brett. He really, I think he reminds me of Brett Favre. He has that like gunslinger mentality when it uh, comes to throwing the ball. Uh, Jake, what do you think of that? I like that comparison. I could totally see Thank it. You. But then here's the thing. I think he's a, I think he's more of like a, I would say a Steve Young or maybe even Dan Marino because he's got legs. Those guys were able to run. No offense to Favre. Favre was a great quarterback, but he was more of a pocket passer. He'd tuck it and run, but he'd slide. Russ can, like, break off 30, 40-yard runs like what Steve Young or Dan Marino was able to do back in their days, back in the 80s and 90s. I think that's more of an accurate comparison, but I do agree. He's got a little bit of Brett Favre in him with that gunslinger mentality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I also also agree with you with the uh, Steve Young comparison, too. And the – wait – you, just, you brought up Dan Marino and uh, Steve Young? Yeah. Okay, yeah, I agree. I also agree with you on the comparison to uh, uh, Steve Young and Dan Marino as well. He's got uh, that combination, uh, Steve yeah. Young, Dan Marino, and Brett Favre. It's like it's all in one. Yes, it is all yeah. in one. Yeah. Like he's a, he is a great quarterback, and his strength and, and drive just proved how tough he was to come back from mallet finger where they said six to eight weeks recovery. He's back in four weeks. Like what he said in his timetable, four weeks. 
yeah. he kept his promise and was able to push through it. He's a miracle worker. That's why I yes. say somebody like him, he's got, he keeps himself in great shape. Same thing with Derrick Henry. As I mentioned before, I think Henry comes back five weeks. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I agree with you there. Um, yeah. <laughs> and I, yeah, the Seahawks should win this game. I yeah. think they win this game. I don't think, uh, now that I think about it, I'd re- I had originally gone with the Packers. Uh, now that I think about it, I don't think the Packers um, uh, stopped Russell Wilson and DK Metcalf. Yep. Yeah. And if I, you do stop DK, the problem becomes lock it on that deep ball. Yeah, yeah. That's, the, so. that's the one thing. You stop DK, but the problem is you're exposing yourself to the deep ball threat of Lockett and his speed. Yeah, yeah. I agree with you there. All right. Uh, yeah. Seahawks win that one. All right. Now let's go to the Eagles versus the Broncos. Who do you have in that one? Oh, this is a fun little matchup. You got two, two teams that are better than their records show Philly. I don't know. I don't know why everybody says Jalen hurts is a franchise quarterback. He's playing good yeah. enough for them to be a franchise quarterback. I don't think yeah. it's going to be like, you know, winning MVPs winning a bunch of Super Bowls. I think he's going to be like something like a Philip Rivers. I think he'll muster out a great, a decent career where it's like he's given you many opportunities. Hopefully he can do what Philip Rivers was never able to do and get to a Super Bowl. I think he'll be something like a Philip Rivers, a great serviceable quarterback, easily could be a first ballot Hall of Famer, got great legs, really knows how to extend plays, just needs to get better with his accuracy. That offense is doing pretty well with the backs by committee system of Boston and Scott, Kevin, and Greenwall, and Jordan Howard. You got Devontae Smith, who played with Jalen Hurts at Alabama. And a lot of people forget he was the hero before he was the number wide receiver one. He was that hero in that championship game over Georgia when he caught that deep ball from Tua. Jalen knows how to get to him. He's got still has Dallas Goddard as his tight end. That Eagles offense is pretty good, but I'm going Denver just because that defense stepped up last week against a high-powered offense in Dallas. That secondary could force some turnovers. They could get some sacks, sure, with the Von Miller's gone, but that defense is still a good defense, and especially having a coach like Vic Fangio defensive-minded is good. Teddy Bridgewater plays good enough for you to win. You got Jerry Judy back. You got Cortland Sutton. Hopefully Tim Patrick is able to play today. Hopefully Noah Fant is able to return today. You still got a great back system of Melvin Gordon, Javante Williams splitting drives together. That's a good one-two punch at the running back spot. Denver just has yes. way, too, way too much better weapons than Philadelphia. I think this is a close one, but I think Denver wins by six. Yeah, I agree with you there. I agree. I think Den- Denver definitely wins this one. Uh the, the amount of weapons they Denver has more weapons in Philly. I agree with you on that. Uh, yeah. And I also wanted to uh, go back to Jalen hurts. I, yeah, I think he's, he's going to be fantastic. He is the franchise guy for Philly for many years to come. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, the, I like think Eagles fans just need to see that, that he makes enough plays for them yes, to win and yeah. people forget he played at Alabama. He played at Oklahoma. Those are winning tradition programs. Yes. And he found ways to win in those programs. He used his legs. He used his arm. They just got to figure out how to use him better in the NFL. 
which yeah. they found a way to use his legs. Now they just got to figure out how to, how to use his arm a little bit better. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I agree with you there. I think um, when it's all said and done, um, I think Jalen Hurts will end up in, um, in Canton and in the hall of fame. That's what I think. Uh, the guy's a solid quarterback. He's proven that. I think he ends up in Canton at the end of his career. Yeah. Yeah. Like, as I mentioned, I think he's something like a Philip Rivers. Like, people don't realize how great he is until years later, until a few years into his NFL career. I think by year four, year five, they're going to realize we yeah. got something. Yeah, for sure. All right. Uh, now let's go. Yeah, I'm going with the Broncos on that uh, game. All right. Now let's go to the Chiefs versus the Raiders. Who do you have in that one? Oh, this is a fun little Sunday night matchup. Got two teams trying to find their identities once again. I, I'm going Kansas City just because Las Vegas is struggling ever since the John Gruden incident. Now you had that yeah, Henry yeah. Ruggs situation. It's just been yeah. horrible for them. They start off the year three and one, and they've been trying to find themselves once again. I think they started to find themselves, and then the Henry Ruggs incident happened. Yeah, it's awful that two of these mass major issues have happened with them. Two major incidents have happened and Kansas City is starting to peak at the right time. They found a way to beat Green Bay. They won a game that they needed to win against Green Bay last week. Sure, it was an ugly game, but hey, if you if you win an ugly game, who cares? A win's a win. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. a win is a win. Kansas City has way too much firepower on that offense. I think the defense could probably make a couple stops on Derek Carr in that Raiders offense, but I think they'll bottle up Josh Jacobs. I'm going Kansas city in this inter inter interconference matchup. Yeah. I'm going, I'm going with Kansas city as well. Yeah. The chiefs are uh, turning it up uh, now at just the right time. I think, I think they go off today against the Raiders. Um, Yeah. I think they go off against the Raiders for sure. Yeah. All right, now let's go to the Rams versus the 49ers. Who do you have in that one? Oh, easy. Rams. Yeah. Juan Miller's going to be making his debut with the Rams. Yeah. That's arguably one. I think that's the best defensive front seven I have ever seen in my life. Von Miller, Aaron Donald, Leonard Floyd. How do you stop that pass rush of three guys? You got two great yeah. edge rushers. You got Aaron Donald right up the middle. And those guys will find a way to get sacks. I think they'll get a couple sacks on Jimmy G. I think they'll force a fumble or two, force maybe a t- an interception too. That defense is just going to be way too much for the 49ers offense to handle. And I would say, do not throw Trey Lance in this game. It'll be something like mm. what Fields had against Cleveland. Do not put him in this game unless Jimmy Garoppolo gets hurt. You do not want right, to risk right, your right. franchise quarterback of the future. That Rams offense is way too much for the 49ers to handle. I mean, look at what happened last week with Arizona with all their guys out, and they found a way to blow out that defense. That defense is no longer dominant. I'm going Rams. Yeah, um, I agree with you there. I think that deep, that Rams defense is going to be too much for the 49ers. Also, the Rams offense is going to be too much for the uh, – the Rams defense is going to be too much for the 49ers offense – and the Rams offense is going to be too much for the 49ers defense. Yeah, I agree with you there. And yeah, uh, all right. I think that's pretty much it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, and also, uh, it was, um, who was it? 
there we had mentioned uh okay uh there's one uh thing there's actually also uh hopefully julio jones uh gets better as soon as possible and gets healthy uh and also um i forgot we um we should talk about this uh what do you think of the whole mac uh jones and brian burns situation like what do you what's what's going on there i think it was like a kind of a dirty play i mean yeah yeah you're trying like the nfl is trying to back down on that stuff i know in high school football you could possibly get ejected or even suspended for something for doing something like that the nfl is trying to get rid of that stuff because it's just uncalled for i mean like yeah yeah i mean like was i could understand like you know if a hit happened and then you accidentally like you know twist the guy's knee but no if you're intentionally twisting the knee i think that was just a like what we mentioned before like with some of these taunting calls i think it was just a heat of the moment play he yeah. got pissed off that he just forced to got a turnover and he took his anger out on on brian burns's knee and tried to twist his knee i don't think it was he meant to be do it on purpose i think it was just one of those heat of the moment plays yeah i agree with you there uh wait he twisted brian burns's ankle wait, oh it uh, was his ankle yeah it said ankle okay i i thought it was a knee but it's like wait but still it's like uncalled for to try and yeah, yeah, yeah. intentionally try to break a guy's knee or or twist his ankle yeah damn hmm yeah also mac jones didn't even get fined for that play either Eh, i think you should possibly consider fining him but now it's kind of too late define him that would be kind of not the best idea the nfl would do because then it would look like the nfl was pressured to find him for that yeah it's yeah, too late yeah. to find him but definitely i would say write him an e- write him a letter an email like you know kind of like reprimanding him for it and just say yes. the next time you do something like that we will find you yeah yeah i agree with you there <clears throat> all right uh i think that's pretty much it for the sh- for this episode uh yeah uh jake thank you for coming on um and you're welcome anytime thank you i appreciate it It, as i always mention it's always great to talk football just gonna be a fun week nine i'm sorry week no it's week 10 yeah yeah. Yeah, it's week 10 yeah hopefully it won't be as crazy as last week because i'm pretty sure i got a couple gray hairs from last week all the upsets (laughs) yeah yeah that was a a lot of crazy upsets yeah crazy stuff for sure Yeah, yeah uh yeah it's pretty much it uh hopefully you guys enjoyed this episode yeah let's and let's um and yeah uh oh wait uh there's one other thing uh we i'd forgotten to mention uh the veterans uh day thing the veterans day uh oh, yeah, uh, to service week yes yeah yeah, yeah uh and uh thank you to our veterans uh for um for their service their sacrifices will never be forgotten uh what what they did uh was amazing um uh we salute you and yeah uh keep doing your thing yeah like it's always nice like we've been seeing across all the different sports of them honoring honoring the vets who have been able to defend our freedom 
because a lot of people forget a lot of this stuff wouldn't be happening if it wasn't for those 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 veterans that decided to make the ultimate sacrifice and, and defend our country, which we will always appreciate them. And they yes. earn the honor and respect that we give them day in and day out. And it's always nice by these leagues to invite them onto the field, give them an opportunity to like, you know, do the coin toss, hold the American flag, lead the team out of the tunnel. It's just a nice way to honor their sacrifice that to prove truly show that we are thankful for what they do. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with you there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. All right. Uh, yeah, I think that's it. Uh, hopefully you guys uh, enjoyed this episode and yeah, take care guys. Uh, have a good one. Jake, have a good one as well. Thank you. No problem. No problem. All right. See you guys. Bye.